Welcome to the podcast. I'm Cass and this is All Things Mystical. And I'm Gabrielle and we're here to empower you to be mystical beings in this modern day world. I'll just follow. Hello, hello, and welcome to our absolute very first podcast. I am so freaking grateful to have you here. If you don't like swearing, please join a new podcast, find someone else, because I can't help it. Our co-host swears like she's from Ireland, and there's nothing she can do about it. But we are here to teach you all things mystical, and today I am interviewing our co-host, Cass, who is a human design tarot and astrology expert, and I am just absolutely so excited to interview her because she's absolutely one of my best friends. So welcome to your own episode, Cass. I feel so special. Well, thank you so much for having me here today. This is my podcast too, so I'm here. No worries. I'm so glad, <laughs> so glad you turned up today. We only put this in the diary about three days ago. So thank you for everyone who commented on my podcast who said they wanted this after we did one episode together mm. and it was such a vibe. Mm. This is going to be so fun. And yes, look, as Gab said, if you are offended by swearing, I highly recommend you choose another fucking podcast because I like to use swearing as a way to really express the emotion behind words. And it really just adds an extra layer and I'm really excited to bring that to the podcast. All right, well, why don't we just get started? So, Cass, tell mm. us a little bit about you. How did you get onto this mystical journey? Oh, golly gosh. Well, I suppose after going through my own spiritual awakening, um, starting my own business, I first started out as a health and life coach. But just, you know, as my consciousness has raised and, and as I've slowly, I suppose, studied further topics, um, I've got got very passionate about uh, human design astrology and tarot specifically those are the three modalities that have significantly impacted me they've helped me to understand myself on a soul and energetic level and I now use those modalities um, teach them to other women to empower them to truly understand their selves and find their purpose so here I am being a mystical badass with you I love that. So when did your mystical awakening happen? Hmm. I would say I probably started my spiritual awakening in like mid 2019. I just started meditating and then I guess just through the process of really starting to understand myself. Um, I've yeah got into these types of modalities. And now that's what I teach. Mm, I love that. It's really interesting. I just had a like epiphany. I wonder mm. what month that was. Um, I feel like it was about April or May. That's mm. about the time I had my car accident. So really? we'll talk about this in the mm. next episode, but just like sidetrack note. Mm-hmm. So meditation. Mm. Talk me through what type of meditation you just started on your journey with. Uh, yeah, just mindfulness meditation. So I was really only meditating for probably five to 10 minutes a day to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously like now I'm, I'm meditating anywhere up to like an hour. So it's been like a slow process to increase that. But I was just primarily listening to guided mindfulness meditations using like YouTube because it's free and enough to pay for it. Mm, I love that. And I think it's really important to talk about how little we meditated in the start so people don't have that mm. perception that it's all or nothing because 
so mm. much of this spiritual world it's like turning into a to-do list instead of to a be list so what would be your advice to anyone starting out on their spiritual journey yeah look meditate for five minutes a day like it changed my life even just meditating for that small amount of time even with my clients these days those who are experts or you know have been meditating for six or 12 months once they fall off the track or they're just feeling like they don't have enough time like I still believe that five minutes a day makes a huge difference Mm. so what did you kind of get into first so after meditation how did you like stumble into like tarot human Mm. design astrology like that's such a worm and I I know right so like I feel like meditating and then like crystals so like crystals obviously just like raised my vibration I just became like totally obsessed with crystals and then astrology was first Mm. I had tried like on and off in 2019 to read tarot but I like I just struggled the problem I was having was I was just trying to read the books that came with all of the tarot decks and I was just finding it super hard to to flow with that so astrology first then human design then I finally decided that I would actually intuitively read tarot cards which obviously really changed the game for me Mm. so what was your first crystal um I got a rose quartz necklace like Oh my gosh, like I reckon back in 2016 as a joke, because no one actually in my family, like I'm, I do not come from a like spiritual family. So I just got a rose quartz necklace as a joke. And then everyone was really surprised by the fact that it stopped me from being really angry. Like they actually noticed a difference. Like if I got angry, because I had like really bad anger issues at the time. And if I had like an angry outburst, everyone would be like, oh my god you're not wearing a necklace and like every time hands down I wasn't wearing my necklace so I didn't really delve too much into it for a few years but I did not take that necklace off for basically like two years Mm, do you still have it Mm, no it broke but I but I still like always wear a rose quartz necklace Mm, yeah I've never seen you without one Mm, yeah um, if someone was getting into like the crystal side of life, can you explain to them what energetically a crystal does? Mm, so basically crystals, they're just like little balls of energy. So you will be intuitively drawn to a crystal that your energetic field needs to kind of like raise it to that vibration. Mm. So I use crystals to obviously help balance like the chakras throughout my body. Obviously my heart chakra is why... I need the rose quartz. It's something I do a lot of work with. So, yeah, it just raises your vibration. And it's definitely helped me. Like, that's why I know my stepping stones for my journey was meditation, then crystals. Because that kind of, like, two-step process really does, like, raise your vibes, which is Mm. what it's all about. So then you went to tarot. Mm -hmm. And how did you stumble into tarot? Did you get gifted your tarot set or did you buy it? Because I know there's like this little myth about like mm. you have to like be given your tarot cards. I don't I don't believe in that. Yeah, that, me neither. Yeah, no. So in, in the tarot courses that I teach, that's one of the main things I point out. I do not believe that you need to be gifted your first tarot deck. Um, I know that a teacher that I've spoken to also believes this. So I bought my first deck, wasn't a fan, tried for months to learn off it. And then I ended up switching to the Rider Weight deck, which I would highly recommend to anyone. That's the deck that I teach. 
I recommend only because it's very basic. So I know that you're not a fan of that deck. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm just sitting here trying yeah. hard not to laugh. It, it, it really is the best deck to learn on just because of the symbology in it. And then once you can get a handle on just the basic definitions of that, it makes reading any card super easy. Mm-mm. That is true, though. Mm. Um, so... The reason that I wanted to point out, did you buy your own tarot deck mm. or did someone give it to you is because most people don't know the difference between tarot or oracle cards. Yeah. So can you just like debunk this myth? What is a tarot card and what is an oracle card? Okay, so tarot cards will always have 76 cards in them. So like a little bit of history on tarot cards. They are basically all the same, just with obviously the different pictures um, on them. So you've got your major and minor arcana in your tarot decks. Oracle cards are all completely different. They could have 40, 50, 70 cards in them. They are completely created and designed by whoever, you know, owns that particular deck. They're all extremely individual. Mm. Whereas tarot cards, you can within reason pick up any set of card tarot cards and read it the same as the next. Because mm. they do all within reason have the exact same meanings yeah and oracle cards are just oracle cards are quite individual like i obviously have some that are angel based others are their ancestor cards so they go based off different like um ancient heritage through the um mm. and with you like yeah. how you go through your past lives <laughs> yeah. make sure that you're like corresponding to the same lives like, yeah the same people like in your soul family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. um so they are all very individual mm. and you just with those i mean like i know you quite intuitively read some of yours but a lot of people will start off with oracle cards because you can just read the book yeah that comes with like they all come with a book that's the best way to know the definitions of those cards because every deck is different mm. So let's go into astrology because I feel like this was the key pivotal moment mm. in your life is when you started to understand yourself yeah. through astrology. 1000%. So astrology as a tool has allowed me to understand who I am on an energetic level. I mean, in like a really spiritual sense, you know, I believe that obviously my soul reincarnated here at this time and it chose my, you know, astrological blueprint, my natal chart to help me live out my soul's purpose so fully understanding all the different aspects of my charts has allowed me to go cool like some of those things that I didn't really necessarily like about myself because I was potentially bullied about them actually they're my superpowers and that's what I really try and to empower you know my clients with is like there's a lot of things in your chart that you've maybe been afraid to express but fully understanding that that's who you are allows you to like truly embody that person so it's been a life-changing for me. Do you feel like your astrology chart and your life story kind of go hand in hand? Yeah. I mean, there's like I, one of the things that I always reference back to is like a lot to do with the um, third house and like my Mercury in my chart because communication has been something that I've struggled with because I was, you know, I don't know, quotation marks bullied in school and just that like I was always like you know I was a loud person I was always told I talked too much or I was just too much so I've definitely been silenced I've struggled with my throat chakra I mean if we go all the way back to kindergarten I think I was like in like late kindergarten early year one I had my tonsils removed the reason was was because every weekend without fail like come Monday I was sick 
I was sick with a sore throat and an earache. Why? Like if we link that to spirituality, it's like my, I was being silenced in school. Like I was sat in the corner all the time for talking too much. Mm. So I literally had sore throat and earaches because I was obviously storing a lot of energy around my throat chakra. Yeah, and not like feeling six. like you're being heard. I wasn't being heard. I wasn't able to express myself. So that literally manifested into throat aches, earaches, to the point that I had to have surgery to remove it. But if I'd just been able to express myself, I can guarantee you that wouldn't have happened. Mm. So understanding that, cool, that was what had to happen, but also my voice is my power and it allows me to have the confidence to sit here in front of a microphone that I wouldn't have had if I truly didn't understand that this is what I'm here to do. Mm. what do you think there were other key important aspects in your life that have been influenced because of your chart um oh great question i know i'm trying to dig under the yeah surface i love here. it i mean um so okay well, i feel like i should like really point out some major parts of my astrology chart to begin with so i'm a libra sun gemini moon and gemini rising i have struggled with my emotions and I feel that it has a lot to do with my Gemini moon because of just that essence of that kind of like two-sidedness. I've just always hidden parts of myself from people. And I feel like hiding my emotions has been something I've been very strong like with. Um, my Virgo in the third house, I constantly correct people. Like it's a thing I do. Um, and like either I'm... a person who will correct you for using the wrong your or I just correct people when they speak out loud so I now use that um, as you know a superpower again to make sure that you know friends within business have grammatically correct um, websites and documents I think it's really important yeah I think it really helps me too so I'm so grateful for that <laughs> um, but even just understanding like my midhaven is in Aries um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so my, like, I have to be myself. Like, for me, like, my career path has to be just me being allowed to be myself. I can't feel that restrained. I need to feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm obviously very forward within what I do. And so, I, again, there's there can be a lot of fear when you, like, start a business. Is this the right thing to do? And I think just understanding that um, really helped yeah a hundred percent and i feel that so many things correlate from your chart to your life so how you like portray yourself as a person like it's so interesting to hear how Cass relates that back to her chart and going through all the houses and it's Mm. just such an empowering tool that i've seen how she lives through her life Mm. and it's something that i highly recommend you guys doing is going through your own chart and figuring out the reasons in why and how you feel is based off your astrology Mm. because it's life altering Mm. anyways we're going to change now to an astrology based esoteric study which Mm. is human design and i just want you guys to know that so many of my students didn't know that is it a channeled Mm. technique yeah so it was basically channeled by um a guy by the name of ra back in the 1990s so um very interesting obviously astrology has been around from like the beginning of time basically right from the moment they were able to kind of look up at the stars and they started to piece together like that's just been um i suppose very common knowledge so whereas yeah 
human design was channeled from a higher consciousness if you haven't seen a human design chart before go to mybodygraph.com they are very in depth so it's actually quite insane to think that he channeled this entire system um, but the best way that I can explain it, because I link a lot of what I do back to energy, is that, yeah, your human design chart is just basically what your energetic um, body is. So it has nine energy centers. They're either defined or undefined. And it's just a blueprint of how you share, transmute, um, exchange energy with the people in the world around you. Mm. Yeah, and it's very in-depth. So what so is your biggest love about your own human design chart hmm well I think my profile so understanding my profile so your profile is basically it's how you share and take in information so I'm a six two so understanding that like literally like I started a lot of my business on self-love and a six is all about learning to love yourself and then teaching others to love themselves mm. like that's literally what the six is about it's about you know for me I interpreted it interpreted it for myself and it's like I need to make sure that I'm obviously expressing a deep amount of self-love because that inspires other people what's also important about a six is that it's not my job to spoon feed anybody like I'm gonna be like hey I really think you should do this but I'm gonna take a step fucking back and let you run the show because that's the best way to empower you so that's how I give information Mm. um the two which is the sorry six is the role model two is the hermit um I just want to go in learn and then teach it to other people because that's the best way that I learn so I already kind of knew that so to kind of see that in black and white for my human design was like shit okay cool this wasn't just something that I kind of perceived it's fact and so when I'm learning new information I'm constantly teaching it to other people because I know that it sinks into my brain more so I constantly talk about human design and astrology with people because every time I have a conversation with someone it's just ingraining in my brain more Mm. yeah and Cass's conversations are about 60 70 percent human design or astrology (laughs) easily so easily it's all I talk about because I think it's really important for people to be aware, especially because like someone will do something and I'll be like, hey, like, I know I do it to Gabs all the time. She's doing something and I'm like, hey, you just did this thing. You know, it's reflecting your Aries in the third house. We were just talking about that before. Um, so I think it's just really powerful for people to know that there's a reason why you're behaving the way that you are, especially again, because I come from this self-love aspect. Like I just want you to fully fucking love who you are. So if you can at least understand who you are, then you can love that person so much more deeply. And finding that self-love is such an important aspect of what we Mm. do as spiritual beings. It's that coming home to understand self so you can actually find that peace in a moment. And that's something that I really love about you Mm. is that you find this deep peace and even watching you meditate, which sounds kind of creepy, but we meditate every morning. Mm. So like... Sorry, give me love with your. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this like divine inner feminine peace that you carry with yourself, mm. and I feel like, how did you find that place of self love to accept whatever's coming your way? Because 
you are such a peaceful being mm. and you are really good at embodying that even in times of stress or anxiety. So how do you go about being like that? Yeah, well, I mean, I've come from the complete opposite, you know, end of the spectrum, which I think is why I've been, you know, maybe ex- exhibit that type of energy. So, I mean, I suppose just a little bit of background into like what I was like in my youth. Like I got into fights and I was extremely angry and like I was kind of saying before like you know as a joke my family got me a rose quartz hoping that it would you know kind of help with my anger issues I threw things I punched walls like I was very in my masculine but the reason why I was in my masculine you know I understand now um, was a kind of a coping mechanism I know now thanks to my dear friend Gabrielle that I am a clairsentient I feel immensely and I was so shut off to that as a child because obviously at some point in my very early age like I just I shut that off because I couldn't handle it so I spent a lot of my life numbed out to anything and the only way that I could really cope with that was getting angry as well like I was just constantly overthinking like I said I'm a Libra Gemini Gemini like I'm all air like all I do is think and so meditation allowed me to actually take a step back and like slow down my thoughts and I think it's really important to note that the point of meditation is not about completely clearing your head of all thoughts it's just it's just about getting comfortable with them I wasn't really aware of what was running through my head I was just in this constant spiral of overthinking 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 and I think one of like the the main mantras that really I suppose I used to repeat to myself when I first started this journey was that, um, you know, nothing really matters and nothing, nothing really should concern me. And I, I remember walking around one day and just going, life is good, life is grand. Like it kind of felt like my life was falling apart. Um, at the time I had a lot of things going on, but I just kept repeating that to myself. And I like a really great practice I did as well to really help with my mindfulness was I would walk down the street because I realized that every time I would just be walking and doing something mindless like that, my thoughts were just running rampant. And I was thinking about something from like five years ago, right? Like I got punched in the face once in school and got into a fight because apparently I had looked at some girl the wrong way. Pretty sure the reason why I was looking at her the wrong way was because I was often thought about something else and I was just pulling a dirty face about it. Like my thoughts literally got me punched in the face. So I was only able to really go through this journey of understanding all of this by meditating, slowing down my thoughts and actually thinking. So I've got out of the masculine way. And then the reason why I was in that way was because of um, just trying to numb myself out. And so now I'm so, I suppose, calm and pristine and and feminine um, because I'm flowing and accepting, I suppose, life as this kind of abundance and peaceful place like I think I just really try to remind myself all the time that literally nothing fucking matters Mm. I think ultimately like whenever something's happening I I feel like I'm probably the chillest one here Mm. like something's happening I'm like I probably look so blase like I don't care but I'm also like yeah like it doesn't like nothing really fucking matters yeah so I just like repeat that to myself all the time and I think so many people listening to this who are at the start of their journey would be like, what are you talking about? Like, it's so important we pay the bills and it's so important we get X, Y, and Z done. Mm. But when we start to really understand our mind, does five years ago matter? Does what happened just 20 minutes ago even really affect our life? If we're 
conceptualizing and Mm. this is the true essence of it we're either conceptualizing what we perceive the future to be not the actual reality or we're replaying our version of the story in our own head don't forget that our brains don't capture facts they capture the emotion in which we felt which isn't actual truth it's just one version of a story Mm. yeah and that's it it's so important to realize that anytime that you're not present in this like current moment that you're time traveling and like Mm. you can't change the future you can't predict it you can't plan it out and you can't change the past so why waste your energy and like that's like i said before like everything to me comes back to energy like we are energetic beings i understand this now on such an immense level because i feel energy so immensely like i am not wasting my time on something or someone that does not serve me So I'm not going to waste my time on thoughts. I'm not going to waste my energy on worrying about something. So I look like this blasé, um, uh, I suppose, divine feminine because I just have this inner knowing that life is going to work out. No matter what fucking happens, it's exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm. And I feel like what else is really important about that is the fact that you always come at come at me with like yeah. really you just come at me yeah um with all the positive vibes because even when you're in a low state or something really bad is happening and you're freaking out you're like and this is the stuff that always happens to me and it's like who knows there could have been a car accident we just watched or something like mm. metaphorical here guys but Cass will always see the best aspect of mm. oh my god people are fine it's fine everything's gonna be great i'm sending them love light and energy yeah and I think it's important to kind of realize that, yeah, like everything happens for a reason. So I just, I I, I used to get myself so caught up. And I mean, like even just breathing, like I realized that like when I was angry before really in my masculine, like anytime something happened, I'd be like, like just getting like so worked up. My breathing was shallow. I was clenching like, and I was just like in this fight or flight mode. So now anything time, anytime something happens, I just like take a few deep breaths and just remind myself that like literally everything is happening for a reason. Like nothing is an accident. So yeah, if there's a car accident, what am I going to learn out of this? Like if some, someone's hurt as bad, bad as it sounds, I'm like, okay, cool. Like what am I going to learn out of this? Because I'm a soul here trying to learn some lessons. Mm, and I feel like I was going to ask you as really our last kind of questions, mm what would be the most important advice you can give to someone? But I feel like that yeah, is it. I feel like that's definitely it. Like just realizing that you have chosen to come here to experience this human experience, to learn lessons for your soul's growth. So no matter what has happened in your life, no matter what is to come, everything has happened to benefit you in some way. So stop saying, why me, why me, why me? cut that fucking shit out of your vocabulary and start asking and reflecting on okay cool this happened like what growth am i getting out of this how have i benefited Mm, so freaking powerful babe it was such an honor to be on this episode with you and learn more about you because there is so many depths to you that i yet don't understand Mm. after our short friendship and i just want to thank you for co-hosting this podcast for me and the epic stories that we're going to have to tell about 
this journey to our grandchildren. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And thank you so much, guys, for listening into the first episode of All Things Mystical. Obviously, next episode, I'm going to be interviewing Gab. All right. Well, catch us also on Instagram at All Things Mystical Mystical Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we'll see you next week.